Oh, I got an ad playing in my ear. Can't fucking hear anything. Oh my God, shut the hell up. Okay. I feel like every time we get on here, we're talking about a new running back. (laughs) Out goes J.K. Dobbins. Looks awful. ACL tear. I didn't see anything else confirmed, but I guess I'll welcome you in before I ask you a question. Welcome back to Terrestrial Takes. I'm Duchance, joined as always by Tim at Nubs, double N, double B. Did you see anything else confirmed with that injury or just we have ACL and other structural damage? Or? I just saw ACL, but when I saw ACL, I kind of looked away afterwards. I'm uh, in, in my personal life. I actually really hate watching leg injuries. Like I can watch a guy cut his own arm off, but when it comes to anything below the waist, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it because I've had a lot of injuries blow on my legs and I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to have those uh, mental pains anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Went backwards. If you uh, are in the market to see it, you already would have. Otherwise, you haven't seen it. Can't blame you there. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins out for the year. Uh, let's do a quick thoughts and prayers. All right, here we go. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Okay, let's talk fantasy. Um, we're cool. We're good now, right? We're covered. We're good, right? Okay. Uh, where does where does Gus Edwards slide in though? Like, I'm not sure how much of a, the a role Gus Edwards takes on. I, I don't. I feel like it's just split. Like Gus Edwards was locked into his seven to eight hundred yards. I mean, this is an offense that's ran for three thousand yards the last three years. So, I don't think. Edwards is making up all of that. So, I mean, I've still got him. What is that? 16, 17 tops. Like he's a low, he's a mid mid range two now, which is a great bump, but I, I, he ain't, he ain't sniffing RB one. I mean, at least not in drafts. Like he could end up in RB one, but he's definitely not an RB one in drafts for me. Me neither. I don't think you can bring him above Dobbins because Dobbins had the potential, whatever receiving upside was in that offense. But something, yeah. something from last year that kind of carries over that I think we need to pay attention to is that uh, Edwards did get carries on the goal line, and they do trust him there. So yeah. I think that's something that we we shouldn't fall away from because I don't think that that role is going to go away. But, like, you always need someone that can carry bulkage of yardage. So that could be something as well as, you know, bringing in – is it Tyson or Tyson? I thought it was, it was Tyson. Williams. Okay. Bringing in Tyson, I think he can – fulfill that second role of you know finding those i don't want to say garbage yards but just the low low value yards in the middle of the field they bring in todd Gurley, they bring in somebody or they roll with tyson i, I feel like they are kind of an in-house organization i i feel like uh harbaugh is one of the when he actually says something he's one of the more honest coaches where he doesn't yeah, say that like much. Bill he doesn't try to you, but like when he says that those are our guys i believe him yeah. like you you might bring somebody else in at some point but I think Justice Hill probably gets a look before they they do that in terms of bringing someone else in. Yeah, I mean, I grabbed, I, I spent a lot of fab on uh, Justice Hill, but in my leagues, uh, the fab resets. Uh, my redraft ranking thing is a little old. I probably have him at like nineteen or twenty. I've got him there with like Gaskin, above Gaskin, above Hunt, around around Chris Carson and Monty, like in that range for Gus Edwards. Uh, Justice Hill, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he's got to get a look what he does with it. Who knows? But 
Yeah. Uh, have you seen any? Well, I guess I'll just say first, I tra- I made a Dobbins trade. I traded him away. I added Rondale. And listeners know how high I am on Rondale. I traded Rondale and JK for uh, Chase. I bought low on Chase. And I think it's a fair deal. Like, it wasn't easy for me to send that. And if you told me I was sending that a week ago, dude, I would have kicked you in the balls. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting myself some Chase just because I'm a believer it's funny because when it comes to the trade negotiations with Dobbins, you see it all over the board. It can be that they're still holding out to try to trade for a starting running back, which I don't know. I think running backs are pretty expensive at this time of year. And I don't really think it's just so easy to just move him to a team that has starting running backs because most people that have starting running backs at this time of year are not looking to build to next season. So I think if you're trying to move them, and here's another thing real quick. If you put a player on the trade block, I don't think you can get as bothered by the offers that you get than if you don't put an injured player on the trade block because you're opening yourself up to offers because people don't know how how you're feeling about it or if you want to get out or or whatnot. I know that there there are larger personalities in this space that if a running back gets hurt, I was just listening to one. They they talked about how when Saquon got hurt last, last year. They were they fire sale. They sell, but the thing is, the league knows this, so they, they get some decent offers in. Yeah, but I don't think you ever should just reach out and um, send some bad offers to, to injured players team and uh, <laughs> team teams that have injured players because I think that's bad form. But that being said, I've seen I've seen trades all over the gamut. I just can't think of one specifically to to, to speak on right now. But I've seen well, them for to picks. touch on your part um, or that thing you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, if don't put a running back on the trade block if you don't want to get hurt or offended by the offers you're going to get, all right? That's the most volatile, short shelf life position, missing a whole year, and he just got hurt. So don't put him on the block and get mad when someone put, gives you like a second in a flyer or something. Like you opened yourself up to that. Like you can still be offended by the offer, but I don't know. I, I don't see going after it. Like, because it happened to me too. I, I was like, dude, I don't know. I'm not going to give you. So another trade, like I'm not going to give you Eckler. This is another thing I saw on Twitter. Someone said, wow, I can't believe someone just offered me. They, they offered me their Dobbins for my Eckler. And then everyone in the comments was like, that's totally fair. What? Dobbins is a way better guy. He'll be back next year. Dude, this is running back. Stop thinking of Dynasty as a five-year fucking sport. Have some humility. We don't know. Go look at 2018 running backs, okay? I love Dobbins as much as the next guy. But Eckler has top five upside this fucking year, and it's a running back. It's a running back. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. The amount of people that were saying that it's fair to send fucking Eckler to get Dobbins, dude. I don't care if you're competing or you're rebuilding. That's a terrible fucking trade. And people all over the comments were saying, what? This is totally fair, you idiot. Couldn't believe it. Absolutely couldn't believe it. I agree with you. I would take the Eckler side on that every time. I was taking Eckler before it. I mean, I would have wanted more because Dobbins, dude, people have just been so... I don't know what it is, man. So some players, and I like Dobbins, but like AG right now, Antonio Gibson, I can't get, I can't trade Chubb for him straight up. I, 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 I don't even think I could get him if I added a second to Chubb, and I can't do it because I have Chubb so much higher in my rankings than AG. Uh, some people just fall in love with their guys, and uh, Dobbins is one of those guys. I mean, I love him too, but he had a limited cap, like he had a, a cap on his ceiling to begin with. 
Yeah. I agree. And then you're looking at the potential for, well, a lot of what we were expecting this year was, you know, we were prognosticating on his ability to score points. Now we're still doing that. And we're going to say, oh, he's going to also do this through an ACL injury. So I'm with you. The it's crazy though. The, the valuation people have for Chubb, like I have Chubb in a league. Well, I have multiple in one league though. I'm getting offers to move him, but none of the offers are good enough. And people are just telling me why I should do it. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make any Freebie. sense to do it for what you're offering me. And it just, it's doesn't make sense. Now it was funny is in that league that you offered your second and an upside player for Dobbins. I offered two seconds and yeah. and a running back for Dobbins. And I was called out as it not being a good, good offer, at least not publicly, but privately. And I was like, well, I don't know how you value him. I feel like two seconds and, and uh, a running back helps you, you know, it's not the highest level running back but it's a running back that scores points so it's like you know i wouldn't i wouldn't have minded having a little bit more discussion on that and then you sent your offer and i kind of giggled to myself yeah like, i just sent a better offer yeah all right so let's rank them i guess rank them not rank them but who would you rather have out of the three dobbins acres or etn oh i'm probably going to go dobbins because we've at least seen people come back from the knee injury where the other two that we don't have much in terms of any sort of proof of of a player coming back now it could be these players are better caliber but like it's so difficult to like really want to latch on or pay anything of of any sort of good value for these other players yeah i totally agree i i have dobbins uh give me dobbins with the knee injury that we've seen plenty of people come back from over ETN where it's it originally was it is season ending but it was likely season ending to start and then acres is likely career ending so I had acres in my top 10 dynasty rankings to start the year now he's basically he's done on it uh I have an acres I haven't I haven't sold them I don't remember what the offer was I got for acres but it, it wasn't it'll I, I mean the best thing you can do is just wait you're going to see some people come back from the Achilles this year. I mean, we saw one last year, I think. I forget. Uh, I think it was a linebacker, Quan Alexander. Maybe he's coming back this year. But you also have Landon Collins coming back from Achilles. But most importantly, Marlon Mack, you know, the GOAT, the RB1 in Indianapolis. Uh, make sure you guys have the handcuffed JT. Make sure you're drafting him or picking him up off the waiver wires. He's definitely one of the uh, one of the must-have handcuffs this year, Jonathan Taylor. But uh, – yeah, uh, I'm just holding on acres, hoping that hoping that next year you, either you get something for him when the rehab goes better or he just comes back. But Yeah, there might be two sale windows for acres next year. The news boost right before the season, and if he performs well, just start the season. Because I don't really see moving him during draft time unless you're trying to like move up for a specific target or anything like that. I think there's going to be two windows, yeah. and either you're going to you're gonna, – cash in at that time or you're just going to hope that he comes back to some sort of semblance of rb worthiness yep um so we don't have a main event this week it's just kind of gonna be a podcast i guess i could put in the main event music but i'm not gonna we weren't even gonna do a podcast this week but we had a couple of news items drop and i could do it today so one of the most wildest stories though is this Bishop Sycamore football controversy. <laughs> and I have this backwards. I mean, I still, I've been trying to find like the facts, but 
this is absolutely wild. So I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard, but this Bishop Sycamore is just a is a fake high school team that got put on ESPN to play an absolute powerhouse, uh, IMG Academy. And originally, I thought that they were they beat the high school team fifty eight nothing, but these fucking JUCO dropouts <laughs> got schmucked fifty eight nothing by high schoolers, and uh, their their head coach is wanted as a warrant for his arrest. He was just fired uh, for fraud or something. Uh, that doesn't these... sound like him. That doesn't sound like <laughs> yeah. that that coach. So yeah. Bishop Sycamore, acronym BS. <laughs> uh, they played a game a couple days beforehand. They totally lied. They said they had a bunch of top recruits. Uh, I can't believe this happened. This is one of the worst looks ever for ESPN. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. I, I saw a meme page, too, that Cam Newton signed with them this morning mm-hmm. as well. I thought that was uh, very groundbreaking news for them to take on such a project. Yeah, I uh, uh, I mean, taking on a backup quarterback without the vaccine is very risky. Well, it's his rehab stint. You know, he's done it before. He went to Bin. So, <laughs> uh, but IMG, they're good at basketball too. So, they just a powerhouse school. Yeah, they are. Uh, they, this, this launched an entire probe, I guess, into Ohio athletics and schools because. How could like there's a safety issue here and stuff? You're just playing kids against adults and shit. Like this is absolutely. I, I need to see the thirty for thirty on this. I need it, or, or like hard, give me HBO. Fuck thirty for thirty. Screw hard knocks. Give us this next year. I I need this. All right. You can even give me a reenactment. You can have uh, the Rock play the coach and shit. I don't care. I need. I need a biop biopsis of this. <laughs> and then we get to roster cuts which is headlined by the new england patriots you know terrestrial takes a new england patriots podcast cam newton is out of there dude cut gone after missing a couple days due to a covid misunderstanding going to some doctor out of state or something um mac jones looked great in the preseason uh he's still sort of the guy that i thought he was but a little better and a little more ready. But Cam Newton, there's talks of him getting a job elsewhere. Does he take a backup role? Because that was the whole issue. Is last year he wasn't taking the backup role, so no one signed him. So it wasn't until the Patriots gave him, because he didn't want to sign with the Patriots because they weren't offering him any money. But we're like, we are literally it. We are the only ones offering you a starting job. So he came, and then he played like shit. Didn't get any offers this offseason until the, the Patriots lowballed him again. And then now that they said, I what I think happened is they said we're gonna give well, there's two possibilities. We're either they we're giving Mac Jones the starting job. Do you want it or do you want to stay as a backup or not? Or more likely, they said, get out of here, you're the backup, but you're not even reliable because you don't have the vaccine. Like it, it, it's your last shot. You can't be a backup and not have the vaccine. I'm sorry. I mean, you can. But you just won't be a backup. You, you, you won't be rostered because you need reliability out of your backup. So Cam Newton out of New England. What are your favorite landing spots for Newton? Honest catch. And, and to be honest with you, I was going to answer your question. If, if Cam Newton wants to be in a clubhouse to be a backup, yeah, he'll definitely sign with someone because he's not going to start with anyone. But I'll, I'll say this. I think the most fun I would have as a fan 
seeing Cam Newton sign at a place would be Atlanta. Oh, he could play running back. They could run a bunch of weird option stuff where he throws the ball. Or if uh, the problem is, though, if Matt Ryan goes down, you lose every piece of value inside of Pitts <laughs> and Ridley and whatever Gage was supposed to have. But he could definitely play running back. Um, honestly, he might. I might. I don't know. Texans, I might prefer him to Tyrod. I mean, Tyrod hasn't played. Tyrod was a decent quarterback for his time, but he hasn't really been a starter in like years. So I don't even hate him being the starter over Tyrod. I just don't see him being a backup because that's where the talk is him going to the Texans. But don't they want to, you know, have Mills be the guy at some point? Or they might just want to sell jerseys at this point or get like the favor <laughs> of the fans back because they all hate the GM. Maybe Washington. What do you think? Well, maybe a little Ro- Riverboat Ron rekindles uh, the relationship. And not saying he starts over Fitzpatrick, yeah. but maybe there's some packages or like he's just in case guy. Well, I mean, Ron Rivera, co- uh, cancer survivor, bringing in an unvaccinated. Oh, good call. <laughs> I, I take that off the table. You know, like- All right. We're going to Philly now. Philly's my next Philly? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, just how many quarterbacks can go to Philly? <laughs> well, I just want to trigger all, all the Hurts lovers because it's so fun. <laughs> it is. I mean, they are so on them. Hurts should be fine for fantasy, but I... Titan, Dave, Guru, Fantasy World, shut the fuck up about the next Lamar Jackson. There's literally <laughs> not a thing. It doesn't exist. We love you, Dave. Yeah, he's a he's a cunt, but I love him. <laughs> um, any other news? Oh, so a couple of weeks ago, I gave you some shit when you were talking about some shitty running backs. But Washington football team has cut Peyton Barber. Might be speaking to one of those shitty running backs, Jared Patterson, who has looked pretty okay. And that's all I think he could be is pretty okay. But I think there's a role for pretty okay. To be honest with you, actually, the guy that the late round rookie running backs that I, I'm I'm liking the most now, I think, is Khalil Herbert. I think he actually could get that number two role. And there's no there's no telling nothing against Monty. I actually I I actually think Monty's gonna be pretty good this year in fantasy. I think he's gonna get a lot of goal line looks, but he gets hurt. He falls out of favor with the coaching staff. I could see Herbert getting a pretty decent role. This is year three for Monty, right? I believe so. So he wasn't a first round pick, so he's only got two years left. Now, um, one one rookie player that didn't fulfill any sort of uh, role was going to be Des Fitzpatrick, a player in which the Titans drafted in the fourth round, which they traded three draft picks for. And he didn't make it. He didn't make it to the regular season. So I respect that from them, though. They don't hold on because oh my god, we gave up three picks for this guy. It's no, he sucks. Let's move on. Like, wipe our hands clean. We're done with him. So I almost respect it, actually. I was very surprised he couldn't find some sort of underneath role. So I thought he could best operate. But I guess they're not looking for that. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm reading the Colts. Oh, they didn't, they didn't make a surprise cut. And I, I thought I saw Jacob East, and I was like, what? <laughs> Uh, we also had Jared Dokes. Remember the Dokes stands for a couple weeks? That was a bit of nauseating. In nauseating, not nauseating. Don't mix. He had up. he had two touchdowns this last game. That being said, 
fourth quarter work shouldn't matter. Like that's another thing with like Kellen Mond. He was so awful the first two games and he had like a good fourth quarter against the chiefs that like he like brought his percentages back up and I had like decent rushing and passing against failures. Not even going to make the team. Oh, same with Davis Mills. He's had an abysmal preseason, but from just the numbers I've seen, but he throws a lot of interceptions. (laughs) Yeah. You like to see him force it. I actually just, (laughs) (laughs) I actually just took uh, a in a draft simply because Kirk cousins isn't getting vaccinated. So if he starts a game, I'll trade him for a second. I think that's so fair that cousins could be out as well as if he gets it. I think the penalties are a lot stricter. Like it could be like four to six games. So it, it could be longer than that. Um, lastly, one other running back I pulled from preseason, Chris Evans, he actually did look really, really good. Patrick did too on that team. But the thing, what I liked about Evans was that they used him all over the the formation. Actually. And I, I think that that shows a lot of faith by the team to at least try him out in places. And he showed success obviously against players that aren't, aren't going to make the squad. But I think that there's that little glimmer and for a late round rookie or a late rookie in, in rookie drafts, I, I think that's somebody either to hold on to or try to snag if the perceptions are still cheap on him. So I'm actually up in the, that draft. I took Mund and, and Chris Evans was my next target. And I think I'm going to take him. Uh, I mean, a couple guys here. I mean, Jamie and Hawkins, I'm all set. Tyler Wallace, Van Jefferson, I'm good. Tyron Taylor, no, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go Chris Evans now that you said it. There he is. Boom on my team. I I just took uh, Cam Newton in this draft too yesterday, which sucks. <laughs> but whatever, easy come, easy go. Do you know that just as many teams went undefeated in the preseason as went defeated in the preseason? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's wild. Can you name the only um, division that had three teams lose all their games? Um. I'm going to say AFC South. NFC East. Oh, shit. Washington with the single victory of the entire uh, di- entire division in preseason, which doesn't matter, but I think is interesting. I got to yeah. be honest, though. Philly looks awful. Dallas's backup QBs. I wouldn't. I honestly think Cam could sign with Dallas just for the fact that their QBs are so bad behind deck. There's talk there. There is talk there. Uh, we have Michael Thomas. Being put on the pup this six weeks. Um, Marquez Callaway, man, he lit it up, and he's got Jameis. He's a guy that I I'm not trading for a second. Like I would give a second for him. I traded him away a couple days ago for a second and a third. And I, I it was a decent team. He was like my wide receiver five or six. I don't know. I did it because, but I think he's a guy that's worth taking the shot. Excuse me, shot on. And not trading for that because, I mean, New Orleans, Peyton loves his uh, – <laughs> Peyton makes wide receivers, man. He's always made wide receivers. It doesn't matter what their draft capital was or anything. So he's a guy that I, I'm totally cool with not trading away for a second, but I would give a second for him. Uh, and another guy there oh, – we talked about him, Joel Johnson. We talked about him last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I try to – blindly, I, I try to say – always trade middling wide receivers for picks, especially if you can get first for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you can get a first. Well, not for him, but I mean, even like I was no, talking I mean, earlier, like different, different receivers that really are interchangeable that like you can basically take a first and then trade a bunch of garbage for another one that like falls back into that 
wide receiver 40. Wide receivers are either worth a first or not. It's like these guys with the second. That's where you have to make your stand. But like there's so many times with like just certain draft picks that if you can that you've drafted, you can trade back up for another pick round higher. You're going to do it. But like with Callaway, I feel the same way as you. I actually traded a second for him, but I got I got a second. I traded a second and I got him in a third back. So oh, wow. my risk is very low. Yeah. Like the picks could be as close as like three picks or as far away as like 17. Yeah. We don't know. But well, like, I'm, I'm willing to take that bet. But I also had him rostered in a couple other areas too beforehand. So I'm kind of already uh, not a believer, but a believer in the fact that there could be something there, but not a believer in him at that point. I did like the fact that He's a bigger receiver. He's 6'2". He's not, he's not a tiny 5'8", 5'9", 5'11 guy that they actually had him back on punt returns and, and kick returns. And I, I think that that's interesting because, yeah, you could put a garbage guy back there that like you don't really care about and you're just kind of not trying to risk health of other players. But in certain cases, and I don't want to pick and choose, so it's like that's the line you kind of, you kind of walk. But I would be pretty excited by the fact that Peyton recognized that he has an opportunity back there and he doesn't feel like he's wasting returns back there with him. So that was just something I kind of latched onto is because he was so, so free and so cheap. And then seeing the fact that Jameis is Jameis doesn't always make the best decisions, but Uh, there's a lot of times when his ball placement is, is pretty superior to a lot of quarterbacks where he gives you a shot to get it. Maybe you don't, but like it's uh, it's going to be a big play if it does connect. So it, there's just the the opportunity for some big point weeks, and I, I look forward to trying to see those. So, yeah, I mean, just think of the wide receivers that came out of nowhere with Peyton, uh, Marquez Colston, Willie Sneed, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was what round was he? A fourth? He was a second. He was he a second. Was a second? All right. Yeah. So that's not out of nowhere, but you get the point. Yeah, somebody that I'm definitely worth taking the risk on if you identify him and you feel confident on him. It was pretty uh, interesting too. It was consistently in the NFL draft for like four years, second round wide receivers outplayed the first round counterparts. It was nuts. Oh, look at him. We also have Irv Smith going down. That actually kind of gutted me. He was my target for that, you know, fringe tight end one that was really cheap that I thought could get some touchdowns and finish, you know inside the top 12 tight ends, which doesn't mean a whole lot, but I had a lot of Irv Smith. Uh, Conklin seems a little banged up, and now we have new life in Chris Herndon tight ends one season, and I am absolutely just about to puke because I am so sick of it. But I just saw he is only 25. So why did Rappaport call him call him promising? I don't know, dude. What the hell has been promising about this guy? He's athletic. He's big. Like, I don't know. I, obviously, people were in my bench and saying, you know, anyone in a gay offense deserves a second chance. It's like, yeah, ha, 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 yeah. But this is like his eighth chance. So, you got anything else? That's everything I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it. You got a gripe of the week, Tim? Not at this point. I'm just been enjoying my time at work. Let's go back to back. Cause I got nothing either. Uh, doing good. I'm not gonna bitch about anything. That's not that's not my style. It's not my personality. You know me. I'm not a complainer. A joke. A joke. All right. You got a highlight? Oh, I got one. We're so close to getting the house now. I'm thinking about even doing some bathroom remodel. 
and then I'll have my pool. I'm so excited. Dude. I'm going to do some work outside to it. Um, it's got to get a new roof, which we negotiated. They put on before I close. So I'll be really excited when all that's taken care of. I've been doing a bathroom remodel for about a year. Uh, upstairs bathroom right outside the door here. It's actually been uh, agonizing. Uh, I got two highlights, though. One highlight is I got the best co-host in the game. We've got a freaking mini fridge up here now. I just went and grabbed a new beverage, dude. Didn't have to go all the way downstairs. We're freaking cooking right now. Got that beverage center. Let's <laughs> so, go. So thank you. Things a freaking beast, dude. I tried uh, to do. I tried to do delivery, <laughs> right? And they're like unavailable. I'm like, what? So I thought. I thought the entire thing was out of like wasn't available uh, in Massachusetts. Yeah. And she's so sorry. I'm in Texas, and she's so she's. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. So apologetic. I said I don't expect you to know the buying habits of those in Massachusetts. <laughs> but it ended up being that I just couldn't get it delivered, but you had to go pick it up. Yeah, it was only like 20 minutes away too. Did it fit? Is, did it fit? I don't know what box it came in. Fit in what? My car? Yeah. Yeah, I fit. I was like, fit in my house, man. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other highlight is I'm going up to Canada on Thursday if they will allow me. I've done all the paperwork, I got it all, so I should be good. But I'm going to my going to my cabin, baby. Let's take a hit to that. We never taken a pod grip. Oh, that definitely picked up on the mic. That's it. Anything else for the people? Have a good week. Enjoy your enjoy your redrafts and auction drafts and all the other stuff before the season starts. Oh, I guess this is our time to say goodbye. Uh, the season's about to start, which means we're signing off. We won't be doing any pods because then our takes will come back to bite us in the ass. It's just a joke because last year I uh, didn't do any pods during the season. We'll be here. Wait, was, are you are you saying that you didn't have Rashad Perriman as your number one target on the Lions? Uh, yeah, projected for a thousand yards and seven oh, touchdowns. Oh my god! Yeah, I have to say though, I was on the Tyrell side, but that doesn't matter. I'm on raw. <laughs> I'm on raw. Either is going to show a bunch of value this year, or he's not going to be worth anything. So I would uh, keep an eye out. Entire team is going to be a dumpster fire. Uh, oh, last thing I guess we'll get to is uh, my <laughs> my quarterback props have already failed, so I hope you faded Duchesne's on those. Mac Jones and what was the other one? Other quarterback, um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater are both going to be taking the first snap, so it's not Drew Locke and Cam Newton. So hopefully, you faded Duchesne's on that one. But thanks for listening, it was a blast, and we will see you next week. Peace.